I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Aisha McGowan, and you're listening to the Wheel Suckers podcast with Alex and Jenny. live on Karen's boat so you might hear a duck or a splash (laughs) and I'm joined by a special guest so please state your name my name is Aisha McGowan hi (laughs) so Aisha could you tell us a bit about well where you're from because (laughs) it's quite rare that we're actually getting to chat to you on this boat yes I'm not from this boat (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) I live in the states I guess Live in California, but as soon as I get home, I'm moving. Where are you moving to? Atlanta. Nice. Yeah. Cool. And that's where in Georgia. That's where originally from. Yeah. Yeah. What brings you to our fair country? (laughs) Our wonderful (laughs) land of terrible food. I am here to talk to folks about diversity in cycling, and I've done all the talking already, so (laughs) I'm never done. But where else have you been? So you were at Lip Wonder House on Friday, uh, and I'll put a link below. So people can watch back. Right. Because it's on Facebook Live, you can watch the whole thing. On Monday, I was in Birmingham for Cycling UK's 100 Women in Cycling. They had a banquet, and that was really neat. Then Tuesday, I was in Edinburgh. That was for the Edinburgh Festival of Cycling. Oh, cool. Wednesday, I was in Inverness at Velocity Cafe. Oh, I've never been there, but I've heard It's really neat. Inverness is far. Yeah, that is quite far. Yes. I saw, I saw <laughs> yeah, on a yeah. map and I'm like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm like up here. And then back to London. And then and back to London. We did the talk at Lookman. Yes, and then Saturday. We did, oh, a, ride. We did a ride. Yeah. Ride. How did that go? It went. The weather <laughs> was not pleasant at first. It cleared up eventually. Like, I don't retain body heat. It's the most ridiculous thing. I'm always cold. Like, most people are like, man, it's hot in here. And I'm like, it's perfect. It'd been a long week, so I was pretty tired and cold. Oh, no. Um, But everyone was so enthusiastic. And I'm like, all right, this is good. This is good. Awesome. But that was part of the the Century Rides that uh, Adventure Syndicate were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're part of Adventure Syndicate. I am. And I feel like finally I've, like, done something. Connected. With and for them. It's very new. So, yeah, I'll put a link below to Adventure Syndicate. They're doing a great job. Uh, so we've got some questions we yeah. gonna ask you. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, you are you're gonna be riding in some races. 
Yes. Soon? Next week? Next week. Yeah, yeah whereabouts? This time next week I'll be What are you, what are you doing? I'm doing nine races in the Netherlands and one in oh, Belgium. Right. Ten nice. races. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ten races over like two and a half weeks. Wow. I think it's going to be a lot. <laughs> you should do a progressive photo. <laughs> After each race and then you have <laughs> a like, collection. It's going to be so hard. Are they all crits or? There's a word for it here. I think it's like. Kermis mm. or something like that. It's like a longer criterion. Oh. States <laughs> usually our criteriums are like one hour for the women, but yeah. I think these are like maybe like hour and a half, two hours, like 50K. Longer, but still but fast so and still flat. Okay. Okay. So I'm not really 100% sure what to expect because it's like a long, it's a longer circuit and I've done a lot of circuit races, mm. but mm. I hear these are pretty intense. Your roads here are quite narrow, so that's going to be interesting. <laughs> Have you tried doing any like test rides around here other than um, that, that no not at speed so i've like mentally prepared myself to have an interesting experience at least the first couple days i'm like yeah. i got 10 10 tries to figure this out that sounds way better than yeah just doing it one time and then yeah. being like oh i should have done this i mean that's why i really like stage races because you get more than one try what's you, a stage race it's multiple days so the tour de france is oh, a stage race okay. they get 21 tries there was one stage last year where they were going so slow but in their defense they're long races. Yeah. I think it's hard to realize yeah, that sometimes. I wonder they're on drugs. Emily's dad brought, like, I, I stayed with Emily last weekend, and her dad brought in this Tour de France book, and it's, like, a history of all of them up yeah. to, like, 2013, I think. It didn't, it wasn't always this way. Like, they had fewer stages before, and, like, Why were self-supported, and, and it's it? turned into this, like, mammoth thing yeah it's just got bigger and bigger sometimes i think people just want to add to stuff yeah and people are moaning that it's boring which i find really hilarious because i'm like this is why it shouldn't be so long like this is why it shouldn't be such a big that's what sarah was saying because the women's races are shorter they're way more exciting yeah because they've got more energy it's not being screwed up yeah you're not like a thin little piece of spaghetti you're kind of yeah oh poor for me (laughs) yeah he is a piece of spaghetti sorry for him he wins he clearly puts in he like he's fully dedicated and it's like really cool that he does win because it's like could you imagine putting in that <laughs> all that effort and not yeah and true. Not, like you can That's see fair. that this is his everything so before you got into cycling because you were saying that you started late late i put that in, mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. because it's not late what did you do before then what were sports hobbies like that contributed to this drive I was in school for music when I started commuting, cool. so I think I've always had this like obsessive sort of personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I'm into something, but it I'm helps. like you really into something. I don't like I don't go half. <laughs> I'm considering starting like trying cyclocross this fall. Yeah, like, I've avoided it for a really long time because I like just want to stay on my bike. Like I don't want to climb stairs or hop yeah. over logs. It's pretty mad. <laughs> Yeah. started as training right? yeah exactly training. which is why i want to do it i'm like well i would all feel i had such a hard time getting back into the groove of things this past year mm. and then i got really really sick because the weather in california was trash <laughs> do you have any rituals um because i always hear about like sports <clears throat> people being quite superstitious gotta wear the same socks for a race or... yeah i love all that kind of weird yeah, stuff See, if i do that it's because i didn't do laundry <laughs> <laughs> that or something like you have to eat a specific thing before um, you go or i have been trying to like create more of a routine like 
trying to figure out what works and what doesn't work. And mostly it's because I kept barfing during races. Oh my God. No so way. I'm like trying to like figure out how to avoid that from happening. Wow. <laughs> so like when yes. something works, just keep doing that. And I guess that's definitely. I'd use it as a, an advantage. I'd be like, Bleh. I just threw up. <laughs> I just threw up. <laughs> yeah, those girls are pretty hardcore. They'd probably get pissed, but keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. But I, I don't barf on people. I think maybe like once or twice there's been some oh like guys Oh my god. <laughs> wow. Is pushing yourself really hard? Or? So I have to eat like three to five hours beforehand and I think then, then we're good. And then like, I've tried to like no dairy, no gluten, like try to figure out what I can and can't eat. I think my past five races we've been good. So, wow. <laughs> so hopefully that number keeps going up. I don't mind throwing up. It's not, that's the part that's fine. It's the feeling sick and trying to race yeah. while feeling sick is oh, not fun. Yeah. I don't think it's nervous because I don't feel nervous. I just feel like, well, now the thing I have to, I do is like over chew my food. I think maybe I just haven't been chewing my food enough. And it's been liquid. working. It's so obnoxious and my jaw gets tired. Yeah. That's why I find really scary about races is there's this kind of moment where you need to be peak you. Mm. Yeah. You need to be fresh, well-rested, calm. That makes me stressed thinking about having to have a moment where I can't be stressed. I've heard about people's rituals and people like, yeah, mindfulness and like... I mean, I'll do like some yoga. Like I'll like take a nap. So I'll eat, take a nap, do yoga, then get to the race pretty early and give myself time to faff around. It's my new a new favorite word. It's Love a good it. word. It's solid. Yeah, I don't know why word. we don't have that in the states. Is there a word for that? Because people keep asking me. I don't think we have one. No. I mean, we say things like, "Oh, I'm just fucking around." Right. But there's but no like a curse. Faffing is specific. very specific. Bring it back. It's solid. take it back with you. Yeah. Everybody, <laughs> everybody, say faff, please. It's coming with me. <laughs> Bringing it. So yeah, like giving myself time yeah. to like not have to be together. Have those like light bulb. I forgot this moments. Yeah. <laughs> Do you listen to any music? Somebody told me once they love to listen to Beyonce. <clears throat> Beyonce is a good before one. Before a race or yeah, because you can't listen to anything during. No. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, I don't watch races. No, Not baby drivers. <laughs> What's your favorite food post race? Um. And then like recovery, you're like I need chocolate milk or no chocolate milk. Which is really frustrating because they're like a lot of races like where they have milk or... chocolate milk available. Really? Like... Well, there's a tour of America's Dairyland, and it's all about milk. Yeah. <laughs> and so they have like coolers yeah, filled with milk, and I'm just like, I can't, can't drink that. Oh, <laughs> but apparently, chocolate milk's an excellent recovery drink if really? you can digest it. Yeah. <laughs> How do you even keep it down? Good luck. I thought beer was yeah. the recovery drink, but yeah. especially for in Jamaica, that's like. They were down in red stripes like it was water. I was so impressed. They were like, this is, it's, it's Wednesday. <laughs> like, Man. Wow. Did you ride in Jamaica or you just visited? I did like a, like a training camp thing. Oh, cool. And then there's a company called One Love that hosts the Jamaica reggae ride. It was so cool. I like, Rad. like I felt like I really got to see Jamaica. Like it cool. wasn't just like, we just sat on the beach all day. Like we rode a lot and I got to meet Usain Bolt. <gasps> what? Yeah. Oh. Right? Like, I got to read the, the, like, current living most famous Jamaican. Fastest man in the world. Wow. Fastest wow. Man in the world. It was so cool. <laughs> Did you have a bike fit to get on near Cannondale? So when I bought my first Cannondale, my first, like, road bike, I feel like I was measured in some capacity. 
I don't think it was like a jig, <laughs> but my friend Daryl at Ride Brooklyn like measured me and I'd been apparently riding bikes that were too big for me. Probably I think not. lots of people do. Yeah. So he got me a bike that fit. It's like, wow. Did it feel different than after you got on? Well, it was my bike. first like real road bike. Like I'd been commuting before then and I had a track bike, but I feel like the frame is probably too big for me too. <laughs> so yeah, it felt different. Like it handled really well. It was really comfortable. You can't knock it when you get a bike that's just like, yes. It's have an injury because of a poor fitting bike and then oh. got the bike fit done and I was like holy shit yeah like, it makes what? a world of difference mm. and all bike fits are not created equal either no. so I was curious like did Cannondale like well I've just recently had my first like super pro bike fit like I've had mm. gradually better bike fits along the way but I finally had like I've just had one that was like there was like a questionnaire and like he like <laughs> did all the science and math <laughs> and magic yeah and magic and i'm like wow like i had like a pain in my back before and it just doesn't happen and he, like he adjusted like the width, tiny things, like the distance it? from my saddle to like my like the hoods and like i didn't even realize that you could adjust your brake levers so they come in more so if you have tiny, tiny hands, hands you're not like stretching so like yeah. there's so many adjustments you can make <laughs> yeah it's pretty mind-blowing so yeah this is gonna be another one of those of course <laughs> yes. but if you don't know then how oh, you no just one don't... gave me that manual no. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. it, it just everything just seems so like oh that's so expensive it can't possibly be worth it but then you do it and you're like man i really do invest a lot of my time on this bike yeah it yeah. is kind of worth it mm. for sure especially if it's give, making you have pain right like, well yeah it's weird actually because so dave the mechanic at work he's had a pain in his foot from his bike immediately like told somebody else uh, or whatever other mechanics can do bike fits but dave like told him straight away and i was like i don't think a lot of other people are doing that they're getting a pain maybe something hurts and i think a lot of people are just riding through it yeah and not i was riding and it. not thinking about it and going oh it hurts every time I do that. Maybe I should not do that. Or maybe I should change that. And it's like, mm. I think it's really, really important. Like like with you, you've now got an injury that's taken ages to recover yeah. from. Keeps coming back. It's recurring. And it's that's a, pretty shocking, you know. Just I mean, I don't even never thought about it. You don't it. think that that could be a solution. Anybody listening to this who has a pain when they ride their bike, please yeah. talk to somebody yeah. about it. It can, be, it can be resolved, apparently. Yeah. It doesn't have to be this way. <laughs> So I think, yeah, it, got, it just got me thinking, like, is this just a bike thing? Do some people just think, oh, well, it's pain. Oh, I have pain when I do this. Like, yeah. that's what I worry about. Because cycling has this whole, like, suffering, you know. But if you have, like, a, a pain that's not directly related to your effort, if it's just, like, I have a sharp pain in my back, like, that's mm, not... That's not <laughs> yeah, and that's, yeah. Suffering. That's not a, like, I'm working really hard yeah, kind yeah. of suffering. Yeah. racing much better like even like little things like distributing power better like yeah being more efficient like i had this thing where my knee would swing out because yeah. one of my legs is longer than the other so he did some science and like adjusted things and now it doesn't happen wow right yeah <laughs> and then that's more energy you're putting into the yeah, yeah. right just wasted just yeah, work smarter not harder well yeah. and work harder i guess <laughs> damn <laughs> science man do you have a day job? Yes. So I usually teach music, but since I'm moving, 
have to find another day job, which might be teaching music again. But I've been teaching music to preschool kids. For, that's like, that's what I did in, in Brooklyn. And then when I moved to California, I did that. It's, it's super fun. But like in California, my commute was just really horrible. And so it's like part of the reason I'm moving. Ah, uh, okay. Hashtag black girls do bike. How do we change the perception that black girls don't ride bikes? Who is the we? Who are the we? The industry? <laughs> Yeah, the industry maybe know. is like, individual. I don't know. These were the two thoughts that I had. Like, what can I do? White people? <laughs> um, allies? You know, people who are in positions. I feel like it's people in power. People can use their voice to demand the people with the power to do the thing. The idea is that, or my idea at least, is that the industry has the power. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Power to change mm-hmm. this perception yeah. that cycling is all white men in spandex. It's not true. And when they, whenever they like step outside that zone, they usually pick like a comfortable person, like, a, like someone that they can accept as like a fringe cyclist. Mm. But people of color come in all shapes and sizes and they ride bikes in all different ways. And I feel like that's not represented mm. at all. Like it's even, really not. You mean even the, like marketing and marketing material, materials yeah. and videos and internet content mm-hmm. or any content that's being created now has the opportunity to be inclusive. And like, even in like the representation of women, it's, one type of woman that yeah. is being represented. Yeah. Blonde ponytail sticking out the back of the helmet. Power braid. Power braid. Power braid. Power braid is that what it's Easy. called? Easy. The power braid. The one oh, drives me mad. It's no one's fault. <laughs> but I just watch. I'm just like, ugh. I'm like brooding. Perfectly braided oh, with the, with the little hair that? tie at the end. I'm, ugh. I know I sound bitter, 
It's probably because I am. But <laughs> just think about it. If everything you ever her. see is this one type of person, and you're like, but there's so much more out there, then the power braid becomes obnoxious. And there's nothing wrong with the power braid. It's perfectly fine. It's just there Never. mocking you. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. like it's yeah. mocking you. Like, oh, it's because part of me feels like they're doing it because they've seen it. Well, yeah, this That's is like, like a kind of... uniform. Because you go, oh, we'll do something like that because I saw that. Well, if you haven't... In, like, some of these, like, kits, like, sponsors give to, like, different kind of rides or, like, clinics or in workshops for women, they'll include the power braid hair tie. Oh. And it makes me so mad. It's, like, this Fuck. specific little scrunchie that's not really a scrunchie. It's, like, tied in a little knot. With, ugh. Oh, my God. It's, like, so it's like that's shears. Just, really is mocking you. Here's the paraphernalia for your power there you braid. Go. Wow. And I'm, like, what am I going to do with that? <laughs> Use this. Oh, just imagine you burning it. <laughs> no one's doing it to be malicious. It's just they see that, and that's what it kit. has become. It is. It is a it's, kit. It's become kind it's of a right, uniform within a uniform. uniform. No offense to anyone who has it. Yeah. There's other hair types. It's always uh, yeah. We had a session on like how women are portrayed in the cycling media. Was that last year? It was last year. Yeah. Was we had four women. So Chris, Jules, yeah. Jules, Chris Garrison, Adele Mitchell, and Laura Laker. Okay. We had them discuss their... I was promoting it, I remember, and I got some comment from some dude saying, what are you guys shouting about? What's the problem here? You know, women have come... You guys are doing fine. Ugh. You know, look at groups like Pretty Damn Fast. I'm like... <sighs> hmm. They're trying. I like... I'm really good friends with um, the people who run it. And she's, she's trying. But this dude was like, well, just stop yelling. And I was like, Is it, uh, you know what's really frustrating? Yelling. When people use stuff like that as an example, it drives me crazy. There's this thing happening right now on the internet that Chidele posted on their Instagram. It's like, some, someone drew a picture of a pretty much naked woman on a Chinelli bike, and they reposted this on their Chinelli they official. They reposted it. Yeah. And, of course, women have called them out, and they're like, this is not okay, and they're defending it. And then they're using the team that they sponsor and the women that they sponsor as scapegoats for, see how we support women? And it's like, okay, guys, you can support women and still be jerks. It's still possible. It doesn't give you a, like, get-out-of-jail-free card when you do something dumb. Just be like, hey, maybe we shouldn't have done this. Take it down, apologize for it, and move on. Don't stand your ground and like well we're supportive of women so this is okay <laughs> and like That's don't really put those bad. women in a position to have to like i would feel bad being on that team knowing i'm being used in yeah. that way as well i would too i mean i can't speak for them i have no idea how they feel but it, no. i wouldn't want to be in that position it's 2017 yeah just apologize just yeah only and we're gonna it. get a non-apology we have already accepted <sighs> that but at least like mm. but i feel like the thing that's happening now is people are calling stuff out more. And that's, that's what yeah. that's what we can do. This is what, yeah. Because I was trying to think, out. what are the when things that we can do? things, call it out. If you see an ad that's like, everybody cycles and it's just a bunch of white people, call it out. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah that's yeah. not everybody, guys. Excuse me. <laughs> I don't look like that at all. <laughs> Other than being a human on a bike. Mm. <laughs> you know? like I still see it a lot as well, actually. Yeah, like call it out. Demand better. Because 
they're appeasing their audience. And mm-hmm. if they feel like their audience is okay with it and they're just going to continue to give them money, yeah. if they do what they're doing, then they're going to never change. They're like not going to grow. They're either. never going to grow. Like, it has to... It's kind of true as well, like, just generally in stuff when you're like, something goes wrong and you don't make a complaint, how does anybody know that there's something, right. wrong, that with there's something wrong with it? How do you... If you're just carrying on, doing what you're doing, getting the likes, getting the support, mm-hmm. getting the money... Oh, this is working. All right. They're like, oh, keep doing... And this mm-hmm. also, I think... Like, with the power braid thing, you're like, just keep doing what you did before because it works. Yeah. So people kind of, like... Man, this like, power braid thing's catching on. Let's make a scrunchie like, for it. Yeah, just, oh, uh, they, a branded scrunchie. They have those. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've seen. I've seen this, so I'll just keep... I mean, in their defense, it makes sense. If that's what your audience is telling you that they want, yeah. then yeah. Then cater to that, right? Yeah. But you narrow. need to... Yeah, if you can't hear the voices... Yeah. Narrow. The voices are being drowned out, so mm-hmm. amplify yeah. the voices of the other kind of people. Frustrating, but there we go. That's our. That's what I wanted to come. Tips, yeah, guys. I wanted to come away with because I thought it's amazing what you're doing. You know, touring and talking, and it was really inspiring to just hear you say, "I want a voice," and you're like, "I just give me an opportunity to be here and say something." Mm-hmm. Because it was quite refreshing when you were like, "I don't want the sponsorship. I don't want the." Don't, want the... <laughs> but... don't get me wrong, but it's not as important as the opportunity to make bigger, broader yeah, changes to contribute. And that I will sacrifice free things. <laughs> If that means Because I get asked for free stuff all the time. Yeah. Oh, I'm a cyclist. It's just quite dull when they're like, oh, can we be your ambassador? Can we you sponsor us? Or you just want free shit. And it was so refreshing to hear you go, I don't want that. Yeah. Let me be here and talk and be say part something. Of it and create change. Right. The companies that I did reach out to have been receptive and responsive. That's yeah. good. Who are your sponsors? Do you want to do a shout out? For Cannondale SRAM. Scratch Labs and Cycle. I feel like those companies all have work to do as well, mm. but work is being done. Yeah, if they like acknowledge you and they're aware of you, I mean mm. that's a step, right? Because now you've got an opportunity to be like, hey, I don't like this, I don't like that. Yeah, and I, I mean I've reached out to companies and they don't get back to me. That's okay. They've decided that that's not what they're interested in and that's not the direction they want to go in. And, and you don't want to be part of that. And anyways. I don't want to be part of that anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, another tip: if you need things and you want things ask for them like a lot of people get mad at me because i have these ambassadorships i literally asked for them like nobody people get mad yeah no one just gave me stuff what? i asked for it it wasn't like hey guys just give me free things <laughs> but if it's you like, have like a thing that you're doing and a mission that you're trying to accomplish and a purpose other than i just want free things a lot of companies not everybody not everyone can help i guess but a lot of companies are willing to work with you, yeah, but they don't know that you need that if you don't. If you don't, if you don't ask. ask, if you don't ask, you don't get. It must be refreshing for them to you for you to approach them and go, "Hi, I want to do these things. Yeah. I need this." Yeah. And that's so nice. And to be, be like, okay. Honest, like, be upfront yeah. about what you want. Also. Yeah, like, yeah. Don't kind of skirt around it and be like. Mm. And I'm always really curious to see how people are going to react. Me just being like, "Cyclone's too white." I want to fix it because it is. It but is. it makes some people really angry. Like when we were promoting this. Somebody, they picked, like, another sport. They were like, oh, you wouldn't say that about track, track, like, running on the track, like, the 100-meter sprint. And I'm like, well, that doesn't, like, how would the white people feel or how would white women feel about the 100-meter sprint? They looked at the history of sprinting. No, they have not. Because, (laughs) yes, I think at this point it is probably being dominated by women of color, which is freaking awesome. Yeah. There are several white women that are also part of it. Yeah. It's not like, it's not the same. That is not a comparison. 
It's a bit like the cake comment, though, it makes me think of. Oh, pie, not cake. <laughs> Quality is not pie. It's, you don't get less pie if someone else gets more pie. Right. It's not... It's this kind of slightly aggressive and kind of, like, fear that they're going to lose out. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, well, this is my that, thing. like, the drive that made colonialism a thing in the first place? <laughs> like, it's kind of like the whole history of the world. Yep. Sorry, but it's white people feeling like they need... Um, more mine, yeah. mine and if they don't destiny. take it then they will get taken and it's mm. not everybody is trying to take advantage of yeah not everybody's trying to fuck with you it's like <laughs> for god's sake like no. there's space and you're not gonna lose there's yeah. more there, we can have and even with me like there can be more than one african-american woman like that's what i want that's what i'm asking that's what i'm hoping for and that's important, I think, and really refreshing from a role model to be like, I want you to be where I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go. Mm-hmm. It's like, Join stop me. the divide. Like, stop it being. Well, I think that happens a lot in most competitions, like where people like pit everyone against each other. Understand. And friendly competition is not a concept that everyone can understand. For me, when I show up to a race, it'd be great to win. I would love to win, but I'm excited that I'm even there. I'm excited that I even get to race with the pro women. Like, that's a big deal for what I'm trying to accomplish. If yeah. I don't win, I'm still pretty happy because I showed up and I got to race yeah. with them. And that's a, that attitude needs to be cultivated. Like, right. Yeah, I, I think it's still a fun thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you still can had still fun. have fun. Compared to some competitive people, I have to be the best or I just won't do it. Yeah, like, why would you even try? Why? Why? Like, why? That's not the point. That's what's really unhealthy. I mean, for yeah. some folks, it's the point. <laughs> some people, but... Um, but for me, it's not the point. And maybe one day there will be an African-American woman that comes along, and that is the point. And that's perfectly fine. But the fact that there's not enough of us for there to be a variance in how we address this word yeah. <laughs> is a problem. Yeah. Do you know, are like, there any other writers? Do you see any? Like Not at this level. Wow. I'm not even there yet, and I don't see any at this level. Do you think it's a matter of, I mean, it's always coming down to providing those opportunities, right? Right. And showing that it is Rodia that you met who came to the talk. The young girl who... Oh, um, your apprentice. My apprentice. Right. And she's picked up wheelchewing like that. And I was like, Which is not easy. People it, will pay you it's good money yeah. Yeah. to build them wheels. Like, you, we need to work on this because this could become, like, a thing. And you right. see, like, no, but I know our wheel building instructor is a black woman. That's awesome. We need more of her, you yeah. know? And I'm like, okay, Rody, I'm like, let's cultivate this. Right, right, but right. But we have to create those opportunities. And it's, people get this attitude about, like, well, they're just not interested Black women are just not interested. I'm like, no, they just can't see yeah. themselves in that position. <clears throat> and how could they? It takes someone to say, you know what, I'm going to be the first. Yeah. I mean, I just stumbled into it myself and had the opportunity to discover that I enjoyed mm. it and that it was fun. But that didn't happen until later on in my 20s. Mm-hmm. You know? Do you see yourself <clears throat> ever going into recruitment or coaching or... I really want to create avenues for girls and women to get into the sport, mm-hmm. make it more accessible for them. Mm-hmm. And like, I guess in a way that this mission that I'm on, I'm kind of using it as an experiment to figure out what path can be taken and how that can be replicated in order to get create some sort of 
channel for girls to get into racing. I mean, there are a couple of organizations in the Northeast that I know about. There's the Cadence Youth Cycling Club in Philly. And then there's, uh, I challenge myself, that's what it's called, in New York. And they have, like, cycling clubs. So I know, I challenge myself, they do, like, a college tour by bike. That's awesome. Yeah, I think they go to, That's like, really cool. Cool. from yeah. New York City to, like, Syracuse and, like, other places in New York State. Mm. But it's such a cool idea. And, like, it's, like, a, a school year-long program where they, like, train these kids up to be able to handle that kind of mileage. And then they challenge mm. themselves and go on this college wow. tour. So it's, like, a double purpose of, like, yeah. higher education and yeah. cycling, which is really cool. Wow. Yeah, that's um, awesome. And I think Cadence folks, they, like, take their kids to races and, like, put them into racing. And I remember when I had, like, first started racing, I saw all these, like, black kids at this race in Philly, and I'm like, what is this? I don't know what this is, but this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty great. Programs like that are really cool, but it seems like always grassroots efforts of, like, people and their programming working really hard and struggling to make it work. And if some of these, like, bigger companies and... I feel like the bike industry itself has a hard time supporting stuff like that. Like They're stuck. Yeah. They're stuck in their own little world. Yeah. And it's frustrating because if you have an idea that's awesome, getting it off the ground is almost impossible because there's no resources for it. Well, hopefully. Working on it. We're, we're working yeah. on it, right? Yeah. We're working on Brainstorming, it. Brainstorming, open yeah. suggestions also. Thank you so it's much. Like, the work you're doing is amazing, I yeah. think. And it's yeah. really inspiring and it's really... I remember when I, I saw the BBC video last year and I was like... Who is she? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, follow, find her, follow her. And now you're here. Yeah. <laughs> On this boat. Yeah. On a boat. <laughs> uh, how can we follow what you're up to? I have a website, hosts my blog, A Quick Brown Fox. A Quick Brown Fox. Yes, yeah. yeah, so I'll put links below. I'll have all the social media. Yeah. So we can stay up to date and you'll be sharing how you've been getting on at the races. Of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.